To Bite Size Thursdays, brought to you by Off Slate Media. As Jake is breaking his microphone, it's fine. Don't pay attention to that because today, oh, it's a good day. Oh, we're getting really nerdy with it now. Wait, really quick, do we have a name for this month, or are we just Doctor Who month? It's just Doctor Who month. Yeah, yeah, baby. We're watching Doctor Time Vortex into the wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff. Into the time vortex, and all I heard was. Ah! It's so everyone break out your Daleks, go to see the Cybermen, get your Tardises. We're going all ah! I'm so excited. If you couldn't tell, I've watched Doctor Who a lot. Jake, you've watched Doctor Who a lot too, right? Longer than you've been alive. Wow, that's a long. That's not actually true, but but still very long. And guess what? Jared has barely seen any. Yeah, I've seen one episode. And he didn't even know it was Doctor Who at the time. Yeah, it was funny. So we... <laughs> it was called Overexposure. Hmm. It was very bright. Because they're going over a light thing. Okay, good the job. Name no, of the episode is, I, I, <laughs> is it light? No. It's, it's not emitting light? No. Oh, then why was it going... What was it doing? It was a, what was it doing again? Midnight is a crystal planet. Which crystals bounce off light. No. Yeah. Light bounces off crystals. Yeah. I don't know. Crystals refract light, right? Anyway. You know science about as well as Dickie knows Okay, so what was the name of that episode? Midnight. And which doctor is that? Tenet. Not him, who we're covering today. Correct. What doctor is it today? Today, we're going back to the ninth doctor, good old Chris Eccleston, who I stand by is severely, severely underrated. I... Christopher Eccleston is the reason Doctor Who had a resurgence. And so I am so... It is. I disagree with that. Really? Why? I think Russell T. Davies is the reason Doctor Who had a resurgence. Yes, but I think who was he writing Eccleston for? was the cherry on top. Okay. I mean, it. I, I'm not going to say... I think Rose was the cherry on top, but... Fair. That's I'm, a different story. I'm not going to say that you're wrong because Russell T. Davies is literally... And I mean, they're bringing him back. Icon. Bringing Eccleston back? No, yeah, no, they're not. How That's many point. seasons too, did he have? He's too busy damn being a dark elf. <laughs> oh no! But How Eccleston had just one. Yeah, yeah just he just had one. one. He had one. Tenet the, had three and a half. What about Morbius boy? Yeah, Morbius. Oh, like, he, he, no, I think he had three too. Five, six, seven. Yep, and I'm three. To, Capaldi had listen, three. Four. Whitaker has had two, three. three. Really? I think. Okay, so really quick, I have to say this because I don't want to upset any more any Doctor Who fans because I... What are they called? I'm Whovians. already, I'm already upset. And I know Jake is upset at me for what I'm about to say. I stopped watching very shortly into Capaldi. Oh, I, yeah. Everybody I, did. Oh, okay. I, I just wanted to get that out there. That like I, I truly love this show. I just... I don't know if I was busy. I don't know if I just make lost interest. They make it very difficult to get a hold of over here. Yeah. That, that, that too. Not so much anymore, but because mm-hmm. they do the simulcast thing. Mm-hmm. But for a long time, they'd air seasons like months in advance and on the BBC. And then 
then it and takes a while America for it. Show it like three months later, and it's like the internet has already spoiled this for me. Yeah, that yeah, that that is what it is. But so I I am very excited because it has been a hot second since I've seen anything Doctor Who. So I'm very excited to get back into it. Oh, and just for context for Doctor Who month, we are uh, actually doing. Oh yeah, you should. Yeah, actually, this isn't even Doctor Who month because we're gonna do all of October <laughs> or September. Well, no, it's all of September all and of September a week one into week in October, October because we just have too many good episodes to choose so from. So we're going through what each doctor, yes, each of the contemporary doctors, yes, um, as they relate to the Daleks, which with Tenet, that requires multiple weeks because all of his Dalek episodes a couple parters. Um, are two parters. The best one is the end of uh, the end of time, I think, or the end of no season four, series four. I can't remember Which what that's is, called. It's where they go to New York. No, that's the one we're watching. Oh. Um, the best one is Turn Left and uh, The Disappearing Planet. I think it's called The Disappearing Planet. That sounds about right. And then it's Journey's End. Yeah. It's the last episode. So. Which ah, I just looked and saw Daleks in Manhattan. And Manhattan's in yeah. New York. So That it is. Yeah, Good that's job. Not, that's not the best one. Ah. It's close. Yes. But yeah, so we're going to get into it. We're going to watch Christopher Eccleston's Dalek episode, which I forgot what the title was, but what oh, is it? Right? It's just Dalek. Dalek. It's just Dalek. Easy enough. So you guys, if you stay tuned for two seconds, we are going to watch this episode and we're going to get into our thoughts. Are you guys ready? Take a bite. <laughs> and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, for that quick two second edit. We just watched Dalek. Which is the first episode that Chris Eccleston deals with the Daleks, right? I believe it's the only episode. Is it really? I didn't realize that. There's only like 12 Wait, episodes. I don't think it's, I don't think it's the first or the only. Maybe they're in Bad Wolf too. Yeah, they might pop up again. But, you know, I have to say, after, Jesus, it's got to be. At least, at least like six or seven years since I've seen an episode of Doctor Who. It's been a long time. It aged interestingly, to be fair. I, 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 so from my perspective, I look, it felt like good sci-fi where it's obviously like really existential and about like all that good stuff, but applied to a very random setting. But it feels like early 2000s. I don't know about you guys, but like, like from like all the heart, like for me, this looks like. And have you guys seen the the Netflix Daredevil show? No, no. What the Netflix Daredevil show? Like the early Marvel stuff on Netflix. So this, the way this is filmed, is very similar to that. It gives me like just early two thousands like hard lighting and like angsty filmmaking vibes. And I, I they're so close to everyone. I know so it's close. It's, it's the close, which and on top of that angsty lighting, tell me if you guys pick this up and this is coming as a Doctor Who fan. I love it. So I'm just, I'm just noticing out the little nitpicks I have. There's some of the edits and like the stairs and like the looking off into space feel a little soap opera E to you. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, is that the point? It's just kind of what TV was when it wasn't a sitcom. So I had someone put it to me. They broke down each of the doctors in like Christopher Eccleston is like the PTSD doctor. Yeah, I can see that. Absolutely. Um, Tenet is the bitter one. 
and then like Smith is like what you are after you come out of your emotional trauma. Or I can see that through your emotional trauma or something like that. I can absolutely see that. Yeah. Um, Capaldi's when you're collecting social security. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It, and... I feel I, I feel bad because like I feel like that's where a lot of people dropped off. But I, Jake, I'm. How long has it been since you've seen an episode of Doctor Who? Just as long as me, I or like a year ago, a year, something like that. Yeah. What did you think on this rewatch? Did it stand? Did you like it as much? Did you dislike it anymore? Your I, feelings? I mean, I like it about the same. About the same. It's not as intimidating as what it was when I first watched it, like the first first time in like 2007 um (laughs) i the reason eccleson is one of my favorite doctors is because um because because that's when the show was campy. And in my brain, that's what yeah. TV sci-fi should be. Should <laughs> yeah, be, it was campy it all as hell. It shouldn't be flashy. It shouldn't have all these good video game graphics. It should just it, be dumb. And that's exactly how it felt. And embrace the dumb. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what it does. And it, it's it's better for it. Yeah. like well, And honestly, I, I, I genuinely feel like Eccleston... He, I'm trying to think of the best way. Like, I feel like he carries anger better than any of the other doctors. Oh, he acted more in the first two minutes of this episode than Which, he did in Door of the Dark World. And David Tennant, honestly, David Tennant is my favorite doctor. But I think Chris Eccleston in this, he just, I, I think it's he that. He has more gravitas than Tennant. Yeah. What, at least at the beginning stages of Tennant. Tennant feels like he's more like he's more like a puppy dog, whereas uh, Eccleston is like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like a like a like like, kind of like a pit bull. Eccleston is the PTSD doctor. Yeah. It's immediately after the war. And and you can feel like that, like the. Like you can, the, and the you weight. can feel the anxiety in him more than yeah, you the can other feel ones. The weight of the time war, even though you don't, you never really see the time war mm-hmm. because you know that. I mean, they did those movies, but mm-hmm. I mean, you don't see the time war in this show. They just talk about it a lot, but Wait. you can feel his reservation because of it which is that's what i think the show is so strong at is the fact that it never shows you these things and you just learn all of that stuff through the doctor telling you about it and that's what they did so well especially in this episode it's not like when tenet started he was perfect right away yeah so i mean he really by the end of that role i mean he's got to be one of the most famous doctors even including the the classic ones. I stand by. I think he is. And, and he's I, up there with Tom Baker. Like, oh, absolutely. And I know that. I mean, you just know that's the doctor. This is me talking as a 27-year-old who only got on, to, on board with Doctor Who with the resurgence. Like, I realize that there are plenty, plenty of people that have been watching this since day one, since the classic ones. But I feel like just because this is from the internet generation, like the millennials, Gen Zers who watch Doctor Who, they tend to be louder about this just because 
they they're on the internet more. And so that's where I feel like Tenet is really, really, he's almost solidified himself as the biggest, but I think Capal or not, I think Eccleston deserves to be higher up there than, than he actually is. But before you get too far, Jared, this is your first time watching this episode. This yeah. is your first time watching, not Doctor Who, but in a long time. Christopher Eccleston. Christopher Eccleston. What are, are your as thoughts? I would love to get your thoughts. And did you, did you like it? It's a lot to take in. It's it is no a lot. Inspector Space Time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. you community yeah. fans. It's one of those things. The second start, I go, oh, yeah, I've seen plenty of shows that look like this. This is easily too early 2000s. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. I remember watching stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. We're really close to them. Yep. I remember that <laughs> yeah. because we don't have giant sets. Yep. Yeah. Fine. This is TV. This is what TV was before it exploded into a much more cinematic thing. That's true. Because that's what. Like now they're, they, they even pump Sopranos is before like started before this. They pumped so much more but money like, into that. Starting with that, and then like the Wire and Breaking Bad, and then now we're in that like golden age or second golden the silver age, age whatever. whatever they call it. Just, yeah, just that. <laughs> this is what TV was back. I mean, you were more aware of it than we were around this time, and a mm-hmm. lot of TV looked like that. That wasn't sitcom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's just how how it was lit, so how it was shot. Through a, mm-hmm. a dark phase where the like the stories weren't dark, but like the colors were and really dark. It's so it's so weird just to like think like you mentioned that, and I I know this is about Doctor Who, but I just it's so interesting like how TV and stuff like that just changes. One one show does it and does it successfully, and the whole House of Cards just goes. Hmm. Well, yeah, because it's it's crazy because yeah, like back before like they started like the streaming and everything exploded, it was cheap. Like that's why they made it like that. Like they had budgets so small that they could, like you were saying, they didn't have the big crazy sets that you can show crazy backgrounds. You the had video to be game effects that mm-hmm. Jake brought up. You had to yeah, exactly. You had to have your your tight close ups, and they relied on like really good acting and writing. Well, some of them. <laughs> When I started to notice the shift into bigger budget things is probably around the time, and this might be around the same time, um, when Band of Brothers came out and HBO started mm-hmm. to pump I, a lot of That's 2000, wasn't it? Is that yeah, right? Right, right around the same like, like, They're starting to pump more money into like miniseries and then it slowly mm-hmm. kind of went out into... And I think you're, you saying that is right. It's HBO. Yeah. HBO is absolutely what started the uh like wait if you pump money if you put actually put money into these shows and make it look good people will notice and well, people will start tuning is in it the sopranos hbo yes is the wire hbo yes ah. yeah i know rome was a, another one but rome was a big failure in a sense because lasted two seasons they spent a lot of money on it it's really good from what everyone says but mm-hmm. they pumped so much into it i've not seen any of it but it's like a mm-hmm. it's like a oh man they kind of kind of put a little bit too much in the pot there yeah that's fair but so i'm, I'm really quick and really i realize that you have no background whatsoever to doctor who whatsoever did you at least understand what was going on between the daleks and like the yeah, i think time I, Lords I think you get all of it kind that of? you need it's Mm-hmm. okay these two are adversaries they're the last of their kind mm-hmm. i and i knew that going in but that that look on his face when he sees what it is it's oh oh he shooketh <laughs> he is shooketh I, mean, I wanted him to use the gun though i know but you I, and it made sense that he wouldn't but it's just like oh now, do you think at this stage maybe the mindset was we weren't going to use these things as much later 
Mm-hmm. Because it killed itself. It kind of wraps the story wraps itself up. That's what I would be so curious to know. As to like, it's like, no, these are too popular, and we yeah. keep using them. I'd be curious as to behind the scenes and well, that, that, exactly. Like, I'm curious as to like who they had like just working and deciding like because this seems like it would be a good start and end to the Daleks for the entire contemporary stuff. But they're popular. They make money. You can't not put them in. It's yeah. tough. They're one of the Doctor Who villains that's not, you can't get away from them. Absolutely. Well, any more thoughts on this episode, guys? No. No? no. Did you like it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a, an attachment to it. Plus, we just plopped down in the middle of the season, too. Yeah. That's sure. the hardest part of watching these is well, mm-hmm. there's not much Be context. Because the next episode is probably the worst episode of Eccleston's season. Oh, really? The one Was that Simon Pegg I yeah. saw? <laughs> yeah, I that's... I hate that episode. Uh, I, that, that was in, like, a fever dream. But it's a, it's a... Spoilers. The main alien is basically a big... Well, I don't know what you would call him. He's just... I have a word that I don't want to say. <laughs> Fair enough. You can't say it. It's a reproductive part uh, in the sky. Let's just... Okay. All right. On that note, Jared, if, if the people are out Ooh. here, if they're watching us and they like what we're doing, where also can they follow us? Well, you see here, when the Dalek opened its thing up... Oh, dear God. And it looked really funny. Oh my got me God! And it was oozy. But then I thought, wait, you don't have Glitchy to kill yourself. There is you left out in the sun. Yeah, there is something to live for, and that's TikTok. Because <laughs> it's funny. Wait, 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 wait! wait, wait. Wow, that got more existential than yeah, I thought. Yeah, if the Dalek would have gone to the off-slate TikTok at off-slate media or whatever it is, <laughs> I don't. And he would have laughed, ha ha ha, or whatever he does. And he would have he would have stopped killing people and had reason to live because our TikTok is funny. Amazing. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can then listen to us right here on YouTube. If you're wa- you're watching and listening, please like, subscribe, and ring our bell. But you can also listen to us on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, the Evil Overlord App Podcast, and Spotify. So thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. From all of us here at All Media, don't forget to take a bite. Bite me off a piece of that.